You're listening to the My NFT Journey podcast. Each week our host Andy Storch will share his journey and newly found passion for non-fungible tokens. Welcome back to My NFT Journey. I'm your host Andy Storch and this is a show where I share my NFT journey as well as the journeys of others, lessons learned along the way, and expertise, lessons, projects, education, inspiration, all kinds of things that I can find going on in Web3 NFT world to help you along your journey. And today I'm sharing part two of my conversation with Riddles.eth. Riddles is someone I found on Twitter because of a great Twitter thread about the future of NFTs and where things are going. And I just thought it was very prophetic and very interesting. And I wanted to get him on to share. And in part one, he shared a little bit of his journey into this space. And then we started getting into this tweet thread and this idea of what NFTs are and where they are going. And in part two here, we're just going to keep the conversation going and share everything that he sees as what is going to happen down the line in NFTs. Really fascinating stuff. If you want to learn more from Riddles, just go find him on Twitter, search for riddles.eth, R-I-D-D-L-E-S dot E-T-H, and he will come up. You should be able to find him. Now, without further ado, here is part two of our conversation. It really is, you know, fascinating where we've come from and then how fast things are moving along to get to where we are. And sometimes I think we take it for, I don't want to say take it for granted, but almost I assume like, oh, it's moving so fast. It seems like everybody is jumping in. It seems like every company is jumping in, you know, Adidas and Disney. And I heard today Starbucks you know, and now we're going to create an NFT collection, right? And it seems like, oh, every you you get in Discord or on Twitter, and you're like, oh, everybody's in this space. But it's still a really small percentage of people and investors, if you will, who own NFTs, right? It's a very tiny percentage. We are still very early, and, and you were even saying to me before we started recording that it's still going to be a while before you see like institutional investors jumping in here, things like that. What are you What are you seeing as far as where we are and and where this is going? Yeah, absolutely, right. So. From that institutional point, I think it, I think it's important for people to realize that some institutions can't even invest in Bitcoin or Ethereum properly because the market cap is just too small, mm-hmm. right? So if so if I'm a sovereign, you know, I'm a sovereign fund, right? Pension fund or whatever. I have 500 billion in asset under management. If I were to allocate two percent of my balance sheet, that's going to start moving the price. Of Bitcoin because Bitcoin in itself is probably, I think, like I don't know what it is right now, but closer to like a trillion dollars. Whereas right, gold is right like right now it's uh, six hundred eighty-two billion. Six eighty-two billion. There you go. Right. So like that that type and and if and you also have to think about all the Bitcoin that was lost mm-hmm. um, that people no longer have access to, all the Bitcoin that's locked away that people aren't going to sell or put on exchanges. So if right. you think about just the supply that exists on the exchange that's available to be traded. And if an institution wants to properly allocate into that, they're going to start moving the price of that thing, right? So it's not as liquid as some people may think it is when institutions get it. That said, yeah, sure, they can get a small percentage in, right? So now compare that. That's the biggest cryptocurrency kind of asset, right? There's obviously Ethereum. That's probably one third of that market cap, I'm guessing, maybe half. I'm sorry, maybe less, less than that. But essentially... If you think about the NFT space, it's a long way from, from those types of market caps, right? But that said, you can have some prominent VCs in this space like uh, like Andreessen Horowitz, A16Z, that have backed 
Yuga Labs, which is the, the founder of, of Board API Club, right? And I think there's yeah. a there's a leaked investor deck that everyone can check out. Mm. Probably you can you can find it on Twitter or wherever. It's really interesting because because Yuga kind of goes into their whole um, business case for the next couple of years there. So so that's where that's where the stage is, and then that's why Andy Andy it's early, right? And yeah. the way that I kind of and I'm I'm maybe just going to kind of progress through that thread a little bit, and I start yeah. talking about how. All of a sudden, it gets the attention, right? Because the board apes, the board ape merch right now is probably cooler and more valuable than a supreme merch, and it's arguable, but I think it's cooler, right? Yeah. And I think you can fetch more money, right? Yeah. So same with the doodles, same with Azuki, right? There's a, there's a couple mm-hmm. brands that are pretty legitimate that are building here yep. that are actually more desirable than real brands that are that have come from web 2 or or IRL you know in real life as, as people call it yeah in, in Twitter right I've, I've spent more money acquiring v friends stuff than, <laughs> than any other brand in the last year there you go there you go right and, and and frankly I think you know because a lot of this stuff is is people throw the word fidgetal a lot right like maybe there's going to be in the future there's going to be a token an nft for the Rolex that you're buying maybe we'll yeah. get into that next but this stuff is really physical, right? This is yeah. like physical merch that you're buying that has a brand that's a metaverse brand, a metaverse native brand, but it's come out in the real world. And in fact, what's really also what's really cool about some of the property rights that we spoke about earlier and the tokens is that people can build businesses on top of your token. So there's an example of an individual who built a burger joint for like a board eight burger joint in California. Right. Right. right? Where, where you can use ApeCoin and it's like free for bored apes to, to eat there. Right. Yeah. So now all of a sudden, what's what's really interesting is this Andy and I, we both have World of Women. So maybe Andy, you know, Andy's a, a great writer. Right. And he's published his own, own book. And I am good at, let's just say, talking about this. All yeah. of a sudden, we're in the same community. So I say, hey, Andy, I want to write a book about all of this. Right. Because I have a lot of thoughts in my mind that I haven't put on paper. Like, you know, can I use your connections or, or can you connect me with someone, right? Then within the community, you'll find, you know, celebrities like Eva Longoria, Reese Witherspoon. You'll find other prominent people yeah. that you now have an access to. And no matter what you build on top of your property, right, which is your token, you can write a book, you can start a, a wine business, you can start whatever. But now all of a sudden you have free marketing and a free network that is inherent with the community that the token represents, which I think is really powerful, right? Mm. So now, you know, instead of brands being kind of a little bit more targeted and branching out slower, right? Whereas, you know, you may have, I don't know, maybe a company starts with sodas and then slowly moves over to chips and other things, right? But now all of a sudden you have 10,000 tokens with, Maybe different ideas amongst 500 people that want to actually build on it. And maybe the other 9,500 want to sit on the investment, whatever it is. But now 500 people are maybe building across like 200 different verticals, right? So all of a sudden, you're getting to this area where this brand is really touching a lot of parts of people's lives and in the real world. And, and, and obviously, there's a lot of people who realize this. So if you think about what an NFT really is right and i'll have yeah. a thread on this later but i'll give uh andy and and, and the awesome uh listeners here a, a view right of, of what yeah. might it be yeah 
which is a lot of times people think about investments as it's this or that or that, right? In the world of NFTs, I encourage people to think about it as it's this and that and that and that, right? So what do I mean by this? Mm. So world, so world of women has gone on auction next to Picasso's, Basquiat's, Rembrandt's on the Christie's evening sale, right? So it is a piece of high art, high luxury art. That's one of what it is. Mm-hmm. What is it also? Well, it's also a brand that's being built, right? So World of Women, maybe in the future, is a more valuable brand than Kate Spade. You can't argue that that's not possible, right? So it's also a brand. It's also a community token that gives you access to a community, right? Which your Picasso painting might not do that. So it's also a community token, right? Oh, what is it also? It has insane liquidity. What do I mean by liquidity? If I wanted to sell my Picasso painting off my from from the wall, right? I now have to figure out an appraiser. I have to get in touch with the art, you know, kind of community and folks. There's a ton of fees and royalties I'm, I'm trading uh, or paying. It's going to take me a long time. It's it's hard thing to do. Whereas the liquidity on these NFTs is anyone around the world who's willing to pay the price, right? is has the option to click of a button and pay at their local currency or the internet money, right? Which is cryptocurrencies mm-hmm. any time of the day. So that that liquidity premium in certain assets, that in itself has a value. So cool. We've established all of this. What else is it? It's actually competing with Lamborghinis. Okay. Like I, I know I'm sounding crazy when I say <laughs> when I say these yeah. things, right? But when someone is buying a Lambo, right? They can buy another nice, like they can probably buy a Tesla that has higher performance than a Lambo sometimes, yeah. right? Yeah. But they're buying the Lambo for back to the whole vanity or the show off kind of a use case. And it is a use case, right? Right. That's all it is. Yeah. Exactly. So, so th- it's also that use case. But the difference is if you pull up to a parking lot and you kind of pull out of your Lambo, 10 people will maybe see you walking out of that Lambo. That's cool for some people, right? Like how often do people drive their cars? Maybe two hours a day, one hour a day. I don't know, right? Yeah. But now you have this asset that is basically the Lambo kind of signals of the digital world that is on your profile 24-7 because you Mm -hmm. could have tweeted something 10 hours ago or 10 days ago, but that picture shows up to, to your 100,000 followers, 10,000 followers, 300 followers, doesn't matter, right? Right. All of a sudden, you are getting the same use case out of an NFT that you are getting out of a lamp, okay? So that is another use case. And I can go on and on about these use cases. And I think a lot of times people wonder, are these things a bubble, right? And hopefully by using this framework of, okay, how much do I value a membership the potentially the next biggest art community that's Web3 native or that's actually going to be a big player in the art space, which they already are through their one-of-one kind of tentacles that they have around the space. What's that worth, right? What's it worth that I own something the same as a celebrity? What's that worth? So when you value this thing, it has to be this compartmentalize the valuations and then add it all up and then see if you can value. And frankly, you know, I won't go into valuations. You know, none of this is financial advice, of course. Right. right? But 
But again, some of the valuations will start making sense when people start thinking like that. Mm-hmm. So now, what does all of this mean? What, what all of this means is that you're, you have these things are literally competing with luxury goods, right? So that's forcing the Gucci's, the Adidas, and all these other, because a lot of luxury goods are just like high margins based on brand value. And that's it. It's not the cost of goods sold is not that high, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's not similar to NFTs. And I kind of touch upon that. I also make a joke and I say that there will be like, you know, NFT adult content in the future, just like how adult content has kind of proliferated the internet. Yep. You know, back in the day, it's going to do the same for, for NFTs, right? And then all of a sudden, I think there's a lot of crypto-friendly jurisdictions, entities, government entities that are already looking to innovate, right? So I think that Miami is an example. They had a coin, right? The mayor is very friendly. All of a sudden, whether you like it or not, if you're an entity, because the world has higher mobilization, mobilization post-COVID, it basically means that people have to compete harder for talent, right? Mm-hmm. And it means that because people can walk, work digitally using an intranet currency, they are no longer constrained to live in a specific geography physically, which yeah. means that mayors and governors and presidents have to be more friendly if they want to attract that talent because everyone's looking to grow their GDP, their revenues, whatever, right? So all of a sudden, I think what happens is in the in the future, after some places like Singapore and, and Miami, and I, so, I also saw that the UK were issuing some type of an NFT. I think I also retweeted it, but um, it's called, I'm forgetting, but folks can, can look it up. It's definitely true. I think and, I also um, saw the UK finally that they recently recognized an NFT as as a, an asset or a collectible or something that you know. Yeah, yeah, and then I think they're also yeah the, the issuance part is also very interesting, and I haven't dug deep because in this space, uh, based on what I already do as a full time job, it's almost impossible to even do what I'm doing now. So yeah, <laughs> so so I think you know I think eventually a lot of companies are going to be forced to kind of come into this space because they see an opportunity. They see a lot of rich people who made a lot of money from, you know, NFTs who came in early and maybe, you know, lucked out with, with, uh, with the animal that they chose. And, and that's a meme. But basically, there's a lot of money to go after. So a lot of luxury brands are going after this type of a demographic because this demographic is has become well off over the last couple of years, right? Just the crypto and the NFT space in yeah. general. Some of yeah, sorry, Andy, do you have a question? No, it's all right. So I'm, I just want to keeping this going along. You know, now you talk about crypto forward countries, you know, starting right. to prosper and really like <laughs> leading the charge, so that other countries start jumping in, and then you're going to start to see a lot of companies and brands that are saying, "Hey, this is where the people is are. This is where we want to get to, and that's where everybody's." And they start jumping in as well. Yeah, yeah, and some a lot of the brands they want to be, you know, they want to be cool, they want to be trendy. They see that this is trending, and they also think that if you think. From a brand perspective, like let's say that I want to have a shop that people can access. That's a flagship shop, so to speak, right? Now, maybe if you're, I don't know, like a, a Balenciaga or something, and you have a flagship shop in Paris. Well, what if I'm a person who lives in kind of like rural France, or if I'm a person who lives in um, a different country, right? Like how can I visit and have a shopping experience in that, right? So I think they're North Star or their longer term vision is to make shopping more kind of accessible through a 
I don't know if, if it's a VR interface or if it's more of an immersive kind of a, a metaverse quote unquote way. So a lot of brands are thinking about what they may look like, what, what, what are the opportunities and possibilities in, in five years, maybe 10 years. I know Sandbox, there's already some, some building happening. There's some banking happening there, I think, which is, which is really interesting. Some banks are looking to set up in the metaverse. So basically, I think from, from all of their perspective, they're just like, they don't see a, a way around it. It's just such a big money-making opportunity, but it's also from that liquidity standpoint, right? Like now, all of a sudden, you don't have to close your stores. Your stores doesn't have to be physical. It, it's, it's online. Sure, you have like your Web2 online stuff, but it's not so immersive. It's not, it doesn't really have as much of a kind of a, a client or like client experience as much as the, the real world does. So it's, it's the bridge between the two. And then they're all looking to kind of fight each other for the best talent also in the space to enter, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we're, we're going to run out of time before we get through this whole, <laughs> this whole tweet thread. But I do think yeah. it's really interesting to think about where could things go with big companies coming in, with insurance getting involved, with regulations getting involved? Like, right. What do you see are like the big <laughs> trends beyond that that you think are worth pointing out? Yeah, for sure. So the one thing at the top of the tweet that, that I say, and I'll, I'll, re- I'll read it out, it says, long-term thesis, anything non-fungible will be represented or authenticated buy an NFT, right? <laughs> so I think that's the end state, right? So yeah. what I mean by that is if you think about what the world is, like humans are non-fungible, like even twins aren't the same, right? right. So cars are non-fungible because even if you make them kind of similar, they have different different license plates, they have different, right. different VIN accident numbers. Yep. VIN numbers, right? Accident records, whatever, right? Think about Rolexes, right? There's a lot of fake ones, a lot of real ones. Think about your government IDs, right? Like, why is it that you have to pull out a card to show who you are when you have a cell phone? Hasn't the cell phone dematerialized everything like alarm clocks and calculators and everything else in people's lives already, right? So why is a piece of ID not going to be different? So if you think about what NFT technology is, is NFTs are on different blockchains. And those blockchains essentially are a book of record or a ledger, right? So all they are is they just store information and they validate it in a decentralized way. That way, no one can mess or mess that information up. So there's integrity in that information, right? Yep. So now, if you think about what else are, you know, what else are NFTs? Well, maybe your the homes are different they're nfts and maybe you want to fractionalize the ownership of a luxury real estate property well now you can have an nft you can split up an nft into 100 nfts 1000 nfts 20 nfts whatever you want maybe maybe that's a use case there right memberships have clearly been a use case as from a board eight perspective so maybe it happens that someone launches a nightclub and says only those that have the NFTs will get exclusive access to all the Friday and Saturday events and all the regulars will have to come in during the other days, right? And oh, by the way, you can trade your NFTs. So if the nightclubs are more popular, more exclusive, you know, hosting better uh, artists or musicians, whatever, then all of a sudden, those NFTs are going to trade at a higher price in the open market that people can have access to. And maybe you don't have access. Maybe that nightclub isn't just only in your city. Maybe it's elsewhere, right? Maybe some barbershops are, are using this. Maybe some service people are using this saying that, well, you know, you, you value my, so if you have this NFT at all times, 
you will be charged this much money for my services. And maybe it's a discount, right? So all of a sudden there's very unique loyalty structures, authentication, automation, all of the things that programming does is now enabled by NFT technology, right? Yep. So if Andy brought up insurance contracts, that's also one of my examples. If you think about the financial markets, right? Think about derivatives contracts. Think about insurance contracts. So if someone takes out a car insurance, a life insurance, a pr property insurance, whatever, all those insurance, those contracts have specific terms that says, if this event happens, this is going to be the payout. If it doesn't happen, this is going to be not the payout. And these are the premiums that are going to be charged out of an account, whatever, right? So it's, it's literally contracts are essentially lines of code, right? If yeah. someone can write a contract, it's no different than someone writing code to replicate that contract. And, and blockchain allows you to execute that contract without all the paperwork and the people kind of making manual mistakes and forgetting or using a fax machine, believe it or not, in some places still, right? <laughs> so there are just, this is the one technology, NFTs, that have the power, and this is just, I guess, blockchain technology, to disrupt every single industry. There has never been a, since the internet, I don't think there's been another technology that had this type of power, right? Yeah. And it's important for people to think about it like that because in Canada, they recently, you know, uh, maybe four or five, six years ago, legalized the cannabis industry. And a lot of people, a lot of talent flocked to that industry. Well, that's cool, but that's just one sector. And, and yeah. maybe, maybe it, you know, touches medicine a little bit, maybe not recreation, sure. But that's, that's a niche, that's a niche sector that, that really kind of came up. But people should have exposure to sectors and technologies that can disrupt everything, right? So from your season tickets, there's nothing stopping teams from issuing NFTs as season tickets. And then right. if the team performs better, the value of those NFTs become higher for season seats. And you can right. still have some open seats for other people who choose to purchase you know, regular seats, whatever it is. And maybe those NFTs have voting rights, right? Maybe it says, okay, well, you can now vote on the, the kit that the, the team is going to wear, right? Or you can yeah. vote on whatever number of things, right? So that is a use case that I think everyone's going to start seeing, right? So now I think, you know, as these use cases kind of evolve and mature, it's going to eventually lead to countries kind of adopting it to run their government better by the examples such as the, you know, government ID stuff that medical records, whatever that can be stored in secret, whatever it is, right? So, and, yeah. and obviously there's a, privacy concern there. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of um, regulatory language that comes out with regards to execution of a lot of these technologies. But, you know, believe it or not, the government has your information. So depend whether or not they store on a blockchain or not, that's, that, that's a different kind of conversation. Yep. And, and, it, and it then goes into, and then I kind of take this like massive leap to <laughs> prove a point, right? Which I, which, which I then go on to tweet at number 18. I say that, you know, now all of a sudden you, you see yourself having an NFT of a robo taxi, right? That's just driving people around, right? And, and you're kind of, you know, that NFT represents an auto autonomous vehicle 
that is generating income from you, right? And then you can trade that in the open market, similar to how you can trade taxi medallions back in the day, right? So I'm, I'm taking a very kind of a future futuristic approach. And then the last part is basically if anyone's watched the movie, you know, Ready Player One, where mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're just putting on, you know, your Oculus Rift or whatever, and then the, the assets in your virtual world much like it's already starting to happen, yeah. are more valuable than your assets in the real world because one is global, the other one is local, right? So, yep. and, 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 and that's, I think, Andy, kind of walking through the whole, whole journey as, and as quickly as, as possible, right? Yeah, that's fantastic. We, I mean, we got to wrap this up, but we might have to have you back on in the future to talk about the NFT <laughs> cycles. I know that was a popular tweet thread yeah. as well and one that yeah. I want to dig into more so I can get better at that myself and stop uh, FOMOing into things and losing <laughs> money as a result. <laughs> right. This has been great. For anybody that wants to get in touch with you or follow you, I assume the best way to do that is just go to Twitter and search for riddles.eth, right? Yeah, go go to Twitter. And yeah, I, I have varying personalities on Twitter just based on, based on what I'm feeling, right? So you'll have to bear with my tweets. But here and there, I do tend to drop some knowledge bombs. So yeah. And again, Andy, I think you know this has been this has been excellent, right? Anytime I get to talk Web three during my nine to five, which is still my nine to five in in Toronto, yeah. <laughs> it's always it's always exciting. So thank you, thank you so much for for having me on, and it's really cool what you're doing for your listeners. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it, and really uh, dropping those knowledge bombs and educating <laughs> us. You know, I look and I'm looking at this space every day and trying to figure things out, and it's uh, it's cool to hear. For someone like you who's so deep into this and and really thinking deeply about it. So thanks again. Hope people will go follow you. I know I will be and look forward to keeping in touch and talking more soon. All right. Cheers, Andy. It was a pleasure. That will do it for part two of my conversation with riddles.eth. You can find him on Twitter, sharing regularly. I may need to get him back on because he's had some really interesting Twitter threads recently and has amassed quite a following in a short amount of time. I definitely look forward to learning from him and seeing what's going on in the markets. And that is what this is all about. So again, look him up on Twitter. I don't have more information about him because he's not doxxed, right? We're not sharing his name, something he may share more in the future. I thought that was interesting as well. So go check that out. But you can find me completely doxxed, Andy Storch, S-T-O-R-C-H, my website, andystorch.com slash NFT. You can find me on Twitter at Andy Storch, and you can share questions there. Let me know what you enjoyed about the show and what might make it better. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to share this with others, by the way, to leave a rating and review on iTunes if you haven't done that already. And I look forward to talking with you next time. Thanks again for listening to My NFT Journey. Hey, I wanted to take a moment to let you know that our podcast right now is sponsored by Voice.com. Yeah, Voice is an easy place for creators to create carbon-neutral NFTs. That's right. You may have heard about NFTs from the outcry around environmental impact and how much energy is being burned by Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies and NFTs and tokens traded on the blockchain. Well, Voice is 65,000 times more energy efficient than Bitcoin and 17,000 times more energy efficient than Ethereum. So if you're looking to create some NFTs very easily or buy some NFTs, especially low-cost NFTs, very easily with U.S. dollars and without burning lots of energy or impacting the environment, then check out 
hangoutvoice.com. I am working on creating my own collection of NFTs on voice, and I've found so far that it's extremely easy. All you need is the right graphic, the right strategy, or what you want to create. Decide what you want to give to people when they buy the NFTs, and then go set it up. It only takes a few minutes. So go check it out, voice.com, and let me know what you think.